Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm going to turn myself down just a tad. Um, oh, all right. I need, you need to see my screen. That's right. Hang on. Let me do that real quick before I forget. Uh, so while I do this, welcome to the show, guys. Um, uh, we are going to talk about games and E3 stuff coming up this weekend because we are both pretty excited. But before we get into it, um, let me introduce my co-host, the man that will be with me this weekend, as well as all of E3, uh, will be Greg Dietz. I submit to the council a story about video games. This light is bright. <laughs> this is an Are You Afraid of the Dark joke. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> ah, you can apply to the light. I'm turning switch. Okay. <laughs> um... So yeah, for those curious, uh, Greg is going to be complete darkness for this entire episode, except for that one bit we just did. Uh, no, it's fucking, it's fucking 94 degrees outside my room, <laughs> and I live upstairs in a not well-ventilated house. Guess what? I got two fans of Full Blast on me. You can't hear them, thankfully, but right. it's hot, man. It's hot in my room. It sucks. Yeah. I don't, I don't envy you. I used to live in Sacramento for a long time, and, uh... Boy, I do not, I do not miss those summer uh, heat, uh, uh, yeah, those sessions that happen in the summer. It gets insanely hot, so I don't envy you at all. So I kind of don't blame you at the same time. <gasps> Excuse me, as I burp to the mic. Yeah, podcast. Uh, yep. Um, but uh, we are going to talk about E3 stuff, and he will be in full fledged uh, brightness ah. when E3 does happen. Um. But before we get into that, uh, at least I hope if it's not fucking sweltering in my room. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So I can do this. Like I can do that. And you guys can see me, but then my eyes hurt the whole stream. <laughs> Just don't look to the light. Don't go into the light. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're gonna. We're going to uh, talk about some stuff and whatnot and news, and we'll talk about more about E3 toward the end of the I podcast. <laughs> I can't do that. That's so, that's, that's so bright. <laughs> Let me turn myself down, actually. Um, so we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely talk more about it at the end of the stream as we'll discuss our plans for this weekend uh, and for next week as well with all the E3 coverage coming up pretty soon. But before we get into it, let's start the news, as we always do, uh, with our news topics for this week. Uh, so first off, let me get the video up real quick. Uh, oops, uh, playlist. There we go. Uh, so uh, in the past week, um, we've had some we've had some games that were announced and announced um, in, in air quotes. Um, so as you can see behind me, Sonic R uh, Sonic R Sonic Racing um, was pretty much was uh, was leaked. Uh, it was, let me actually get the article real quick. Um, bah, 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 Walmart, there we go. Uh, this is off of Kotaku.com. Uh, Walmart uh, leak reveals Team Sonic Racing. Uh, and it was later confirmed. Uh, this was written by Ethan Gage. Uh, Walmart spoiled yet, yet another video game announcement with a listing uh, this morning revealing the existence of Team Sonic Racing for Nintendo Switch. Earlier this month, Walmart Canada leaked the existence of a bunch of other games, including Rage 2. And then shortly afterwards, Sega pretty much announced that it is actually true. So, Walmart is leak. Walmart's leaking more yeah. than Trump did on some <laughs> Russian hookers. It's in, um, it's insane. It's insane. Is, like, that, is that a joke relevant enough for you, Ed Valer? Huh? <laughs> Was that a joke relevant enough for you? 
Anyway, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, but they, yeah, they've been really bad about leaking. But on that same note, we kind of knew that there was a Sonic Racing game coming because they did tease it. That is true. They did tease it, so it isn't much of a big surprise. But this was a, basically a, a confirm, not only from Walmart but from Sega afterwards, shortly afterwards, announcing like, "Yes, it's real." Here, here's the short little teaser trailer for it. More at E3. Um, also, shortly afterwards, uh, speaking of other games that were also leaked or uh, were announced, um, as you can see behind me, uh, this actually was announced properly. Uh, Fallout 76 um, has was it was actually announced in an interesting way. They had a stream on. Uh, it was a TV of the you know the please standby signal with the bobblehead of um, the, the 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 main mascot of Fallout, and it ran for a full 24-hour stream. And then at the end of it, they finally revealed the trailer that it is indeed happening. Um, that uh, it was it was really it was really really funny because random moments. If you go to the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitch Twitch page and you go to their clips, you can see all the times when somebody would walk on screen or they had like a Pip Boy puppet for like a minute. There was a whole slew of shit that they did for that entire time they had it up. People were but, uh, people were losing their minds. There was even one point where I think when before. I think the end of the day, um, one of the employees had like a, a Skyrim shirt on, and he put the 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 the, uh, the bobblehead standing up to its side, and people were like freaking out, it's like, "Oh shit, is it a crossover? Is this gonna be Skyrim X Fallout? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's that's the that's the the nature of the internet to speculate until it's not to their liking, and then bitch about it for weeks on end. <laughs> Last Jedi. Um, uh, um, I am really just like antsy to do a podcast, so just there's gonna be a lot of sass tonight, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. the thing about Fallout 76, 76, right? Is yes, that right? Yes, 76? Fallout 76, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so apparently, people have, have like tried to data or not data mine, but try to figure out information about it. And one of the big things that I keep seeing is that people believe it takes place very shortly after the quote unquote Great War. Mm. Um, that you constantly hear about through the series without actually being a part of it or seeing it directly. Um, and that Vault 76 was one of the first vaults to open or something like that. Yeah, um, which is interesting because like in Fallout 3, uh, there was this big, there was a, a cool storyline where like not all the vaults were open. Like you actually would explore some other vaults that were uh, locked away that you would explore and some vaults had like its own storyline, uh, story um, which is really cool. So I can definitely see the direction they're headed towards with that. Well, the other the other aspect, and a lot of people are kind of like, first off, people are like, it's going to be another Battle Royale, which I'm like, it's not. <laughs> it's not going to be a Battle Royale. That, that would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> but I guess one of the developers or somebody at Bethesda, I don't know exactly, um, it was leaked in some fashion that uh, it could be a survi- like a survival game. Yes, actually, I have that article right now. Uh, this was off of Kotaku.com, written by Jason Schreier. Uh, sources, Fallout 76 is an online survival RPG. When Bethesda announced Fallout 76 with a teaser trailer this morning, promising more information at E3, it was easy to assume that the new game would be a traditional single-player role-playing game. But Fallout 76 is in fact uh, is in fact an online survival RPG that's heavily inspired by games like DayZ and Rust, according to three people f- uh, familiar with the project. Uh, those people speak anonymously, so as not to damage their careers, confirmed that Fallout 76 is an exper- experimental new entry in the long-running post-apocalyptic series. 
Uh, when Bethesda first teased the game on Tuesday morning, fans and pundits speculated that it might be Fallout 3 Remaster or a new Vegas-style spinoff in a new location. So, so I under, I, understandably, I get why people are pissed off that it's not a true-to-form Fallout game. I get why people would be upset by that, but hear me out. A spin-off Fallout game, not a mainline game because it doesn't have a number after it. Well, a, a one through, it's not, it's not the fifth one. <laughs> uh, it is a side game about a vault you hear about. And if, the, if you leave the vault and it turns into a survival-based game that you can play with your friends, and here's the other thing about it that I'm going to throw out there. It'll be free to play. Yeah. That's I, my yeah. speculation. I could, That's I could my see speculation. That. It'll be free to play and it'll have microtransactions. Because they already have a, they already have a, a big MMO game, um, which was uh, uh, the Skyrim MMO they have. I forgot what it's called. Um, but they have that right now as, as what they're supporting I have as well. This really strong, yeah, I have this really strong feeling that at E3, what they're going to do is they're going to say, it's free right now on PC. I could definitely see that. I can definitely, definitely. They did the same thing last year for its mobile game um, that they released. So yeah. it's I could see that for sure. It'd be insane, but it I can see that for sure. One, At the very least, like it, it'll be in beta and you have to sign up for it. But. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, we'll definitely see more about it at E3. The other game that was leaked and then announced afterwards was uh, Ubisoft's new Assassin's Creed which is called Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, this is reported off of metro.co.uk uh, uh, by uh, Adam Starkley. Uh, titled, Assassin's Creed Odyssey confirmed by Ubisoft following leak. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey will be the next installment in the blockbuster franchise, which appears to be in ancient Greece as a Spartan helmet and the logo is anything to go by. Uh, a brief five-second teaser shows uh, practically nothing apart from the ability to do the 300 kick to boot enemies off mountains, tip tops. Um, Ubisoft uh, confirmed that the title after a picture of a key ring circulated online uh, showing the game's logo teasing the Greek setting. Uh, so, that Which I didn't know about until Anthony pointed it out to me on Thursday. Yes, I was like, I saw that. I was like, oh, I was hey. Like, it's not a leak. They announced it. Like, I... I first saw it <laughs> by the logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The logo that they released. I was like, oh, cool. It takes place in Sparta. Yeah. Or just Greece in general. Mm -hmm. And you were like, it's a leak. And I'm like, no, it's not. And I typed in, like, Assassin's <laughs> Creed Odyssey. And then the first article was like, a leak for the somebody holding up a key ring. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, All I, right. I wonder how that happened. Like, it's got to be some employee just, like, gave something to some person, I guess, at some point. And then he just like, oh, look at this awesome keychain. That's my guess. It could have been. A, it could have been a number of things. It could have been that. It could have been some like, uh, GameStop got a got a gift baggie of a bunch of stuff. And... Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. So it, it's it's just it's it's hard to say how these leaks happen, but mm -hmm. that's 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 another problem with like the internet, man. Like, <sighs> <laughs> nothing's sacred. Everything goes. Well, like, <laughs> this is this is why I argue time and like I'll keep arguing it that having this mentality of like. I watch E3 for the for the surprises is kind of a ridiculous notion. At least for this like, year. Don't get me wrong. I like the surprises, but I'm not going to watch E3 for the surprises. I want to see gameplay footage or more information about games that I'd want to purchase maybe down the line. Like, I'm sorry. The announcements for like Shenmue 3 and Metroid Prime 4, 
they were just that. I know jack shit about either one of those games. I mean, I imagine that both games will play similar to the previous ones, but point, my point, my, the point I'm making is that to sit there and say that, like, <laughs> I watch E3 because I want to be surprised by something that I didn't see coming is a weird, an absolutely weird notion. It's it, and, it, it's still a nice to have. I mean, like, I'm not honestly, like, sure. in it just, like, I'm going to watch it specifically for the surprises. It's definitely what is specific for my in my position. Like I'm definitely looking forward to like what games are being shown, what are gonna be released, you know, having a nice surprise here and there, you know, something that nobody knows about is still, you know, very exciting to me. Don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not celebrating the leakers. I'm just saying as somebody who's on the internet all the time, I don't give a shit about the leaks. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I see. So Good on the three companies dealing with their, like, first off, Sega and, and Ubisoft, well done dealing with those leagues in the way that you should have. It sucks you won't be able to just show it at E3 in, the, in that fashion like you wanted to, but fuck it, whatever. Good on Bethesda for fucking nipping the leak in the bud. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's gonna. Be, I, I feel like it's going to be the case for most games now when it comes to, to these other leagues that may potentially happen. Although, the, at, at, right now, like, there's about, uh, but... It's Sunday now, about a good five days away from the start of E3, technically. I think that every other company is safe, I think. I don't know. I can't say that now, but, like, who knows what other madness happens in the next couple days. All right, so moving on to our next topic at hand. Um, so this actually was translated off of a Russian site, um, but also I have the Reddit link in here as well. But... Um, so last week we talked about that Stalker uh, Two or Stalker Two was announced, um, but what soon followed afterwards is actually the game is in still in its design um, design phase. So it's not technically announced, and there's a reason behind it. Um, this is off of a Russian site, DTF.ru Games, uh, written by Alexander Lehman. Um, Sarji Galkin shares details about Stalker 2. The development is at a, at a design document stage. Uh, on the air of the 220, uh, 222 editions of the podcast uh, titled How to Make Games, uh, the head of publishing department of Epic Games, uh, Sergey Galkin, answered questions uh, of listeners, including the upcoming shooter, Stalker 2, from GSC. According to Galkin, the head of GSC, uh, Sergey Govrich, I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing the Russian name, uh, announced the game uh, n- not consulting with anyone. An employee of Epic Games suggested that this was done in front of E3 in order to, uh, for developers to be able to find a publisher for Stalker 2 at the exhibition, showing the excitement and interest of the public uh, uh, of the latter. Um, also, I want to add a real quick note here. Actually, I need to full screen this. Um, off of the more details off of the Reddit page as well that was posted this. Uh, Sergey Gavrigich uh, announced the game without consulting with the team. He wanted to create hype and prove the existence of a public interest to potential publishers. The team consists of people experienced with making first-person shooters, not the same team who did Cossacks 3. All, th- all of this c- uh, comes from uh, Sergey Gavrikin of Steam Spy, Epic Games fame. Um, Soccer 2 is supposedly being made uh, uh, using Unreal uh, Engine 4 uh, on his podcast. So... Um, it, this is an interesting story because, uh, this is, this is basically somebody saying like, we want to make Stalker 2, so here is a, an announcement for the game that's not 
not uh, built yet. This is we're, we're gauging interest to see maybe right. that there is, but he did it without the team's consent. So it's interesting the fact that he, that this person. Also, I, I love that you're not reading the chat. I know he said. I know meant is spelled misspelled. I will fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I I know exactly. Well, I'll fix that, and you give your thoughts, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, shit like this happens. It's it's not it's honestly not the first time that it's happened. But if it is malicious, if if he did intentionally announce it just to say fuck you to other companies or the company that he works for, like that's such a douchebag move. <laughs> it's such a douchebag move. Like I get you're not happy. I get you're not exactly excited about that whole thing. But come on, man. Like really gonna fuck over the company by doing that. I don't think it was out of spite. I think he just wanted to really push. I would agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I think I he would, just wanted I, to I help would, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think it was just a misunderstanding. Um, I'm just saying, if if it wasn't, that's fucked up. Yeah. If it yeah. wasn't, if it was, if it was malicious, that dude's the douche. But I don't think that's the case. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That being said, that being said, is is there a huge? Is there a huge like? I mean, and when I say huge, I'm talking about in the millions fan base for Stalker. I okay. So the funny, so funny story. I remember seeing this game being shown at E3 a good two, three years, and how people were excited about this game for the longest time. Um, it finally came out, and I can't remember exactly what the the results or what exactly the the response was. Um, but when it came to, is there a following of the game? Yeah, there is, but I don't think it's that compared to other first-person shooters like I think that there is if you would compare this to say like a Wolfenstein or it's to a Doom um, like it, it's not it's niche like I don't think I don't think I don't think it's that huge I'd say if anything like it's in the thousands but I don't think it's gonna be in the millions uh, oh hey we got a fan in, in the chat actually speaking of which um, <laughs> I mean I, I, there has to be a big enough fan base to warrant uh, a sequel so I'm not yeah I mean that that makes perfect sense I'm just like I'm just curious like yeah, I, I I think I know where you're going. I, don't know. I, I think you're going. Yeah. Did, like, why why did anybody ask for a stalker too? Like that is that is, that is something that I thought of too when I first saw the announcements. Like, people... I don't I don't think it matters if people ask for a stalker too as much as um is there is there is there enough people that want to play stalker too? That's my thing. I um, I think there's a I think there's a good amount. I mean, there, there has to be because they made a sequel. They, I mean, that's that's the long and short of that and. Uh, it sounds like this, like the games are quite removed from one another by, by almost a decade. Yeah. It's been quite some time since Stalker 2, or no, Stalker 2, Stalker and the, and the DLC came out. As we can see here, the graphics are way, way, way pretty much dated. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm watching right now. I'm like, it says 2007. Yeah. If that's when the first Stalker came out. Now, uh, help me out if I'm wrong. Did they come out with DLC for the game? Yes, they did. We're actually this is one of the DLCs are, are shown right now on screen. Um, they did have DLC for the game. Um, as far as like how long that lasts, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, March 2007. Okay, <laughs> here's one. Here's an example of one right now. Um, so they definitely had DLC for the game. As far as like how far in, in supporting that, uh, I'm not quite sure exactly. If I were to guess, I want to say at least. A year, year and a half after the release of Stalker One, um, that is my guesstimation. I know we have a fan actually. Well, Scooge, Scooge and Chad is saying it's de it's fake. 
that the, that the the Stalker Two trailer is fake. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, well, no. We, no. Yeah, we gotta we gotta look into this a little bit more. I mean, where where take where, where did you get the article from? Uh, it was translated off a Russian website. Okay, I'll pop it in the. I'll pop it oh, in. Oh boy. Well, okay. Did you take it off of that site, or are you saying that this was? This was this was uh, on the R Games Reddit, and this uh, this was translated. Uh, well, I translate I translated myself. Um, on my on my website. Oh, this was on Reddit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we needed to do a little bit more research on this than than that because there isn't DLC. There isn't DLC. Just the two other standalone games. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm, okay. Hmm. Well, I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh, the the Wikipedia page for it and I'm trying to see if because I'm that, not seeing anything for number 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like the thing about the thing about um we talked about last because like they they put out an image saying like, you know, Stalker 2 is happening. Um and like, you know, there was a date and there was, you know, definitely people people were talking about it. Um I, I, I do think that there is some valid truth to, especially reading that article, that this may be a case where somebody put out the information after because the date of the of the game supposed to be the release for Stalker Two was in 2021, way far off in the future. Um, okay, all right. So so I'm gonna read something to you real quick because uh, it says down at the bottom of this list is a sequel. Stalker Clear Sky was the first sequel, and Stalker Call of Prayet Pripet. Mm-hmm. Repeat uh, was the was the third game. Then it says Stalker Two in May two thousand eight. Sergey Gal Galyokin, the creator of Steam Spy, tweeted that uh, GSC Game World would create a Stalker Two using Unreal Engine four. Shortly, the uh, the GSC website mentioned that the company was working on Stalker Two, and a teaser website appeared mentioning the release date of for, of two thousand twenty one. Uh, many media outlets mentioned the fact the Stalker 2 teaser site was linked by both the company website and the Facebook page. Okay. So So that's what it says here. This is also Wikipedia, so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm just going off of what, what has been posted. Uh, so don't kill the messenger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, for, 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 the, for, the, for the sake of this conversation and for the sake of like if this was actually true and if this is indeed what the intentions were of this guy i think that the guy was heart in the right place i think that uh it probably might have caused him some trouble from trouble if that was the case but i think his heart was in the right place in terms of like wanting to find a publisher to make this happen because as i said it was in the design document stage right now for the game so i wouldn't yeah well i mean i didn't even know that there was two other games to stalker uh first and foremost uh so that's that's news right there um but the fact that a stalker 2 um, it seems odd considering that the other games were not expansions, not DLC. They were standalone games. Mm, yeah. It, 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 again, this is very... There are, there are fans of the game who like it in their sequel. Um, but as far as, like, if it's, like, the loud outboasting, like, fans of, like, Call of Duty status, no. This is, like, niche. Pretty niche. So uh, yeah, I mean, arguably, there's a lot of games that get sequels that are also nicheer. That's true. It's so very, very that true. that's a thing, but um, yeah, we you know we filled them ten minutes there, so good for us. Pat on our back. 
definitely, definitely. All right, moving on to our next topic. We're talking about PUBG. Uh, this was uh, from the Korea Times, written by Jun Jihai. Uh, PUBG takes U.S. game firm to court. Uh, actually, can I full screen this? I have to full screen it, actually. Uh, Korean game developer PUBG, a sub uh, sub I cannot say this word, <laughs> uh, of Bluehole, has filed a copyright violation lawsuit against U.S.-based Epic Games, taking a court to determine whether the latter's Fortnite was copied from the former uh, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. A PUBG official said Friday that the firm filed an injunction uh, alleging copyright infringement with the Seoul Central District Court against Epic Games Korea. Uh, quote, we uh, filed a suit to protect our copyright in January, said the official. Uh, released in July last year, Fortnite on an online shooter has recently become popular around the world, threatening the popularity of Battlegrounds. That was a great hit in the global market last year. When Fortnite was launched, the game had only the Save the World mode at which gamers build walls and defended it. But in September, the firm added the free-to-play uh, free battle royale portion into the game, provoking plagiarism, controversy, and allegations that it copied Battlegrounds items and user interface. Um, and I'll link this. I mean, if they if they did infringe on copyright just by the idea of doing a battle royale, that's ridiculous. But if it's more in line with the idea that Epic built their game to look like PUBG, that's that's a different thing. And if that's the case, then then absolutely Bluehole has a has a has a uh, a dog in the fight here. Um, but it's such it's such a weird topic to I don't know. Like, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I first heard about it, is that it's I think this is actually going to be hard for Bluehole to actually have a case against uh, Epic Games, only because if you really think about it, uh, both Fortnite and PUBG are just simply a mod that was uh, that they took on their own to make their own game from another game. Um, because if you go from the timeline of events prior to this, uh, it was H1Z1 that was the well. Okay, and on then, that note, PUBG PUBG is not a mod. I know they made their own own game, but like they, they took the idea of that mod and made it to their own game. So they really want to get into the nitty gritty in terms of like infringement per se. They have to look at not only what they're doing, but also technically they're infringing on well, H1Z1. Like, I, don't, I don't think I don't think Bluehole. I need to look at the the actual lawsuit again, but I do not think that Bluehole is suing for the battle royale aspect you can't see me as quotation fingers here but i <laughs> hope that my words make sense right, right um it i think that they're suing for like the idea of the battle royale is because again they can't sue on that that's not a thing that they own yeah but exactly. the um the idea of like the compass at the top of the screen and how the map slowly closes in, in a giant circle like little things like that seem like they were created in for for PUBG and Fortnite just kind of borrowed that exactly um exactly. and if that's if they if they have copyrights on that stuff then that's what they can sue for um because like there was a game that came out before H1Z1 did their thing and that was and arguably by the way just to throw this out here player unknown 
played that fort played or he helped create that that h1z1 battle royale mode exactly and then yeah. and then he he went with a different studio to build PUBG from the ground up mm -hmm. um uh that being said uh there was a game that came out before um the h1z1 mod and that was called the culling yep and the culling was a battle royale game yep so so they definitely don't they cannot sue for that yeah what they can sue for are for other things and and i've heard i could be wrong but from the very little things that i've heard they're not there's what they're suing for is like specific guns that look similar um yeah it's it's a weird thing they're, they're suing over the ui and the game and the guns that look similar which is yeah. which is weird because most most modern first person shooters they they all have you know different guns but they all look very similar i mean like the source of what they're what they're copying from is an actual gun so like it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out i don't think this lawsuit will go anywhere as scooch said in the chat um, I think that the other... I'm interested to see where it does go regardless. True, like... true, very true. The other thing I will say is the other conversation that is taking place because of this lawsuit um, is the fact that because Fortnite is so huge right now that uh, PUBG is, uh, is having sour grapes. Like, they're not as happy or they're not... Their game is not oh, on looks... top. Like, yeah. So that's, and that's, that's definitely a, a... That's a slightly different issue because... The first time that like Fortnite did their thing, there was people at Blue Hole, people that worked for Blue Hole that were pissed. And it, we talked about it. We talked about how they were mad on this podcast. And this just kind of furthers that like, I'm angry because I don't like you, you copied my toy sort of attitude. Yeah, yeah, um, So we'll, we'll definitely like, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see where this goes. Um, I mean, you have to understand where, you know, Blue Hole's coming from. They created a thing that made them a lot of money. It was very popular. Right, uh, right, right. And suddenly somebody else is doing it arguably better. And that stings a lot. Right. So I understand where they're coming from. Do I think they're approaching it in the right way? No, absolutely not. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, PR whites are making it worse for themselves, honestly. Um, yeah, I will say yeah, I will they, uh, just to add one more layer to this entire uh, this entire thing that's happening right now. Um, this was filed in Korea, so this lawsuit is in Korea, but it's it's of a U.S. game company in the U.S. Epic Games. So I'm not sure how that is going to play out. Like, does not that bad, Josh? Not that bad. <laughs> like I'm curious. That was that's a that's a smammering. This is <laughs> this is more like Fortnite. Fortnite like took a, a, a quite a few PUBG players, but if you go and and look at like what people are arguing about between Fortnite versus PUBG, there's a huge number of PUBG players that still exist. So yeah, and for and for those listening on the podcast, um, uh, in the, in the chat, uh, he says, "You mean uh, Josh puts in? You mean like GoBots versus Transformers?" That's right. We don't have chat on screen like we do on Thursdays. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, it's. It's interesting. I there's a lot of moving parts to this to this lawsuit. 
um and i'm curious to see where exactly it goes like does it does it stay in korea do they have to bring representatives from, from the u.s to there or do they have to come to the u.s for it to uh, to to be in court like it's so it's, it's interesting the fact that this is happening but like it's also very interesting the fact that because they're in two completely different countries we don't know exactly how the results are going to be and right yeah it's it's and this is probably going to be like 2020 here's the results of this thing so like that it's is true be a long time. yeah like we're, be a long time. we're not gonna see that we're not gonna see the end of this um for a very long time so like um right i do like how you the stock footage you grabbed was just for or was just PUBG. Yeah. None Fortnite. So it just <laughs> makes me laugh. I mean, because like, um, I mean, because the story is about PUBG suing Fortnite. <laughs> well, that's PUBG versus Fortnite, so it's not like uh, anyway. Yeah. Point is, <laughs> I like to also bring up something that Scrooge says that he's. Uh, sorry, I keep saying Scrooge <laughs> or, or Scrooge. It's Scrooge. Jesus. Um, you're absolutely correct. The Xbox version is broken. It barely works if you don't have an Xbox One X, um, which fucking sucks. Um, yeah, that's everything too. And then yeah. And then on top of that, the only way to play PUBG is with a decent computer or an Xbox. Guess what I can play uh, Fortnite on? Everything except for the Switch. That, and guess what? Yeah. That's a rumor for E3. Yeah, that is true. That is true, which we actually will talk about at the last segment, I think, depending on what they uh, showcase on the, on the website. But yeah right now pub blue hole is not in, in terms of what PUBG is right now in terms of like what the game is in terms of like accessibility and how it works in various you know pc console variations my, uh, yeah my favorite thing about playing PUBG on xbox was i'd go into a house all of a sudden get stuck load inside a couch and then fall through the map that was <laughs> super fun all the time yeah yeah and, it, um, and there's definitely that conversation of that of the game is just not on performing well but also not not fixed yet per se or like there's still like there's still issues with the game that they have not addressed i here's i mean my personal thing i'm not a big fan of the, the battle royale game type as a whole it's not something that interests me to me it's 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 80 percent scrounging around uh 15 percent um hoping that you don't get seen and then five percent battle you spend on both games on average 20 minutes doing nothing but looking for better guns and maybe fucking 30 seconds fighting it's not that much fun in my opinion i get why people like it i get why it's popular fuck it's not entertaining to me at all so for me i'm definitely a third party outsider looking at this story because i don't have as Josh would say, a leg in this race. Um, <laughs> I, I, I clap for that one. I clap for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how that one ends. For sure. Same here. Same here. Um, all right, moving on to our next topic at hand. And let me get the video up, actually, where it's a topic for. All right, so... Uh, this was posted on... Uh, where is this? This is at uh, Reset... ResetEra.com, okay. Uh, new boss at Microsoft Studios on Xbox first-party strategy. Uh, this was posted on a forum that uh, took a quote that I think would be interesting to talk about because of E3 around the corner. Quote, There's always, uh, be, there always will be a single-player games and maybe 20 or 30 hours of gameplay. We love those kinds of games and there's, and those, uh, and there's place for those. But it's also certainly the case with a focus on watching, streaming, broadcasts, and esports, that is—it's really important to think, uh, to, th to think about the longevity of a game. 
uh, unquote booty explains. Uh, it's really difficult for anybody to. Uh, it's really. Uh, I can't tell you. It's really difficult for for anybody to think about making a large-scale AAA game these days without having a mine content and service plan that goes one to two years into the future out of the out of the gate. Games really have become much more social, much more mainstream, much more widespread. We know the game industry is growing and is taking nothing away from what you call a single-player narrative cinematic game. But we see a lot of interest from our players in more community-driven ongoing franchises. I think there is an alignment of a lot of trends we see in gaming overall. With games being large as they are, with, uh, with the move to games as an ongoing service, it is difficult to pivot quickly and try to chase after trends that might happen even on the scale of a year. In business terms, a year can be a long time, but development time can be three to four years these days. That's a span we need to think about. We got uh, our strategic long-term bets, our development cycles, and things our uh, and things our players like to do in sync, and that will uh, set us for success. Also, I just forgot the the link of the article is actually from. Oh, it was a, it was a uh, it was an interview. Okay, cool. I'll link down the chat. Cool, awesome. So, with that being, um, I I agree with I agree with Scooch said in the chat. By the way, what did he say? I was reading the thing. Digging the Gears 4 trailer on loot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because of, you know, yeah. Microsoft. Hey. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, well, well uh, anyway. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really is hard. It really is hard for AAA, um, AAA developers to make games that you can't, you can't think without making a game and having a, uh, what was it? The, the, having a service behind it uh, to extend the longevity of a game, especially cinematic, you know, single-player games as well. Um, whether it be DLC, whether it be costumes or whatnot. Um, yeah, it's it's very it's a very difficult thing, and it's man because this I, is this is why this is why people argue that the uh, the landscape of AAA games is dying uh, because. Uh, uh, a lot of people see AAA games as a thing that will be going, like, will be coming obsolete simply because there are more and more indie games that look just as good as these AAA games. I would argue against that. Um, and uh, um, when, again, like I said in the, in the pre-show, when these games come out, they cost a lot of money, regardless of time, regardless of how much the studio is uh um they just they cost too much they, they that's that's what i'm trying long and short of it they cost yes. too much yes exactly and we, we we've talked about ways that people have suggested that these studios these triple a studios kind of cut costs and that's like you know make the workforce smaller and extend the time in which it gets made that that does cut costs but not enough Especially if you want a game, like a, a big problem that I've heard from a lot of developers um, is that if you want your AAA game to be up to snuff with today's graphics, with today's standards, you have to build the game fast. You have to keep it mm. in, in, in more of a modern setting. If you start to build a game four years before it's released, your game's going to look four years old. Like just straight up, it's going to look older than other things that are being put out faster. So you're in a very competitive space. 
And so I get why these big studios, these big publishers are going, well, multiplayer games is where it's at. Like that's that it's a it's a lower development time. It 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 sells more copies because people care about that more. I get why they see that and why uh, the the landscape of of, of single player games um, isn't something that AAA studios are really vying to look for. Um, I don't think in any way, shape, or form that single player games are necessarily going anywhere because arguably. You could say that you know the new God of War is, yeah. is an argument against that. Yeah, um, prime example. It sold almost five million copies, mm-hmm. which is insane for a single player game nowadays. Yeah, but I think that that there's two factors into that. That game has been worked on for six fucking years. Yeah, that's you could tell looking at that game that there is so much work that was into that game. It's insane. Um, From what I understand, I could be wrong about this, but it was like three years of, of writing and getting things right. Um, and then like the, the other three years were, were building the game. I, yeah, I, uh, I, I would assume so. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, I think that the other factor that Gears has, I'm sorry, Gears, Jesus Christ, I'm watching <laughs> this pretty good. Right, that, right, that God of War has over other first-person games, especially new IPs, um, is that uh, it's not as risky. PlayStation was easy to say yes to another God of War. Like, that's not that hard of a sell, you know? Right, um, right. I, I, I imagine that there was some tug and pull because it's not like this other games in the past. Um, but when, when you look at a studio, like if I went to Microsoft tomorrow and I said, Hey, I have this new game where you play as a guy named Steve, and he's on an island. And the entire time that he's on the island, he's shooting bad guys, but then he learns that the bad guys actually have, like, the Ark of the Covenant. They're going to be like, what's the game called? And I go, Steve's Happy Fun Time Adventure <laughs> Island. And they're going to be like, no, that's a new IP. We don't know what it can do. You don't have history. So, no. Yeah. The other thing to kind of point out is that Sony has a much big they they have at this time they have a much easier time saying yes to to more single player games to more games that are more experimental because they can afford that right now they're you know in terms of, of the of the console wars um they're in the lead and they're they're ones that are in a perfectly fine position microsoft's in the kind of the single play spot right now and they have to take their approach a different way to earn what money they can um, so it's kind of hard for them to say like, yeah, we will bring on single player games for our console and for our, uh, company, like bring them on and we'll showcase them. It's very hard for them to say that now, because now what they're, what they're trying to struggle with or what they're trying to figure out is what exactly can they provide for the people who bought an Xbox one or an Xbox one X, um, since their first party lineup is not the beefiest versus Sony's. Um, and it is, and it is very hard for for them to say for a lot of AAA uh, game studios it's like you know we would love to bring this on but it's very risky we need something that's safe and something that we know will be a hit so it's definitely I understand what they're saying and I also I definitely understand why it's very hard right now for AAA developers to make games uh, for any publisher or for any console to to be successful in because it's very hard and we said in the pre-show the amount of money that is made that is uh, put into the AAA games is almost equivalent as uh, as a movie. It is ridiculous the amount of money that is put into these games. 
um, to then hopefully get back that amount of money to uh, to be in the green, to be to be you know able to make that money back to then pursue a possible sequel. So it's I understand it. I I, I agree and I understand it. It's very hard um, as far as like what strategy is there to really to combat that. Like that is something that. I can only guess and, uh, you know, as far as like what they could do, but obviously everybody knows Microsoft's you know, one true weakness at the moment is the fact that um, they don't have enough first party games that they can tout on their system versus with some. They do. They they do. They're just not doing anything with them because. Yeah. Well, that's true. True. Uh, true. Yeah, like, right. it, like that's, that's a major issue. And I think another issue personally that like, let's say the Wii U had versus like the Wii or the Wii or the Switch. Is that their first-party titles are not? They just weren't. They were. They weren't coming out on the Wii U, and I don't think like people really gave a shit about that system because there wasn't anything that grabbed them. And that's, I think, a big problem with Microsoft right now too. Um, I guarantee you, at like we're going to talk about it in the next in the next thing, but like Halo Six will be shown. Oh yeah. Years of War Five will be shown. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Like, <laughs> like they're, 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 they're they've been in development for so long, they have to at this point. Um, I don't agree with you, Scooge, that Microsoft will not make it to the next console generation. They absolutely will. They will. Even though they're they selling half of what micro or what Sony's selling, they're still making enough and selling enough in terms of video game sales and console sales to fund the next generation. Plus, they don't want to separate like their big thing right now is they don't want to separate PC players from console players. So that's that's a huge factor for them as well. Um, and and uh. Um, that's why their big thing right now is that like if you buy a game on your Xbox you can play it on your PC like they want to make that connectivity thing a huge deal um, and that, that's going to be a huge selling point at their conference too um, agreed agreed. but but I do understand like I said I do understand where they're coming from just, just on the aspect that even, even on Sony even on Sony's end oh um by the way, Scooge, that comment you said about Hideo Kojima being on Sony's side is not true because uh, the next game is not a, is not a PlayStation exclusive. They gave um, they gave him the money to make it or it helped him to to make whatever he wants, but it's a multi-platform, I believe. So yeah, I've heard I've heard nothing but it being multi-platform. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, like I said, I get the danger and the scare of today's market selling a single-player game that is a new IP. It's super dangerous and super scary in today's gaming atmosphere. So, agreed. Agreed. All right, moving on to our next topic at hand and this is going to be a fun one. Uh is going to be about last minute E3 rumors as we have said that we are approaching E3 uh it is starting this Saturday is when E3 will kick off. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about it. We're going to do live reactions. We're going to cover it on this Twitch channel. Um, but before we get into it, before we, we dive into that for this weekend, we got some last minute rumors. Uh, this was posted on Polygon.com, written by Chris Plant. Um, I'm going to read off some of the headlines or some of the predictions. And uh, Greg, uh, I'm going to ask you whether you think it's going to be a possibility or not. And I'll add in my two cents as well. So let's go and start off with the first day. Microsoft will triple down on Xbox franchises. Halo, Forza, and lots and lots of Gears of War. Uh, Last fall, Microsoft promoted Xbox 
head Phil Spencer to executive vice president of gaming, awarding him a seat at Microsoft's senior leadership group. The move reflects a sea of change within the company, one largely overseen by Spencer. Under his watch, Xbox has begun to expand beyond hardware and more no noticeably with the Play Anywhere initiative, which allows games to be purchased on the console or PC and played seamlessly on both. Uh, in, the light, in, in light of the greater position at the company, we expect to see Microsoft to use E3 to reveal new features and expand ongoing programs and further bridge the divide between Xbox uh, and Windows PC gaming. Um, I agree. I think that we will see Halo. I think, I think we'll see Forza. I think that we'll see a lot of Gears of War. And I think that, um, I'm not sure if you saw this, Greg, but there was, um, so I was, there was a website, a Korean website or some other website, that domain that was bought recently that, uh, indicated that there was going to be PC version of, um, oh God, what was it? The, the, what was that? What was one like early games for Xbox One or, um, uh, God's killing me. It was basically, uh, it was, it was, uh, you would go around and you're grinding on, it's kind of, you grinding on, on, uh, on, uh, on top of rooftops. It was very orange. Sun, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they, there was, there was a, uh, uh, a, uh, a PC, or uh, a domain website that was, uh, bought, um, indicating that their PC version of that game might be coming to Xbox One, which could indicate. This would be a ballsy move of them, but they could also announce that they're going to bring their first parties to PC as well. Um, all of them. Wait, didn't they announce that already? Or am I going insane? Well, if, if, it's, if, it's develop, if it's published by Microsoft, it's definitely going to be on PC and Xbox. I don't think we're getting a um, Sunset Overdrive 2. I um, yeah, I don't think so either, no. no. Mainly, mainly because that game, that game didn't do well. It really didn't. It's a good game, uh, but nobody nobody didn't buy it that much. So it was a fine game. I wouldn't call it good. Um, I liked it. <laughs> after, dude, after a certain point, it was like it was really like it was like it was either grind to get away and regain health, and then shoot, or try your damnedest to grind and shoot at the same time. Which, oh, it was a pain in the ass. But, um, uh, <laughs> shut up, Blair. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I wanted to tell you guys in chat, what I got confused with the, the Hideo Kojima thing, and yes, Death Stranding is published by Sony, is that Kojima Productions is not, was not funded by Sony. However, Sony did give them money to make Death Stranding. So that's, uh, that's where I got okay, it mixed gotcha. up in my head. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, okay, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, but, sorry, I got off track there. I wanted to get back to what I was saying. Uh, mm -hmm. uh yeah, I think that Sony or Microsoft is definitely going to be 100% doubling down on or tripling down, as you said, on Forza, Gears, and Halo for sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, they really, they really, I have this really strong suspicion that Halo 5, Halo 6's multiplayer is going to be a battle royale. Yeah, yeah. I 100% believe yeah. that. Um. I hope uh, I hope Halo Six is is on the PC as well. I hope that's gonna happen. <laughs> like that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, it will be. It will. That's that's the thing. Like, and they're gonna push that really hard. Yeah. They're gonna push the fact that if you buy a game for your Xbox, you get to, you're gonna get to play it on PC. Yeah. You're going to. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
but uh, we don't have a lot of time, so let's move on to something else right. on the on the list because those are last. These are E3 rumors, not just Microsoft. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Sony will cut back on big announcements: Spider-Man, Death Strand, and Ghost of Tsushima and Days Gone. Sony is operating from a position of power, holding sold significantly more PlayStation 4s than Microsoft has Xbox Ones. Its portfolio of exclusives in the console generation has dwarfed Microsoft's output, which has been hobbled by a high-profile delays, cancellations, and studio closures. Sony already shipped a critical and commercial hit this year in the form of God of War, and its bounty of announced games will be released over the next year and change. I can believe that as well. I can believe that they will cut back on big announcements because they had the lead, but... I think... I think that Sony is going to show gameplay footage, maybe some information about Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is going to be a big thing. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. I I don't think that we will see anything. So there's one of three games. There's one of three games we're going to get shown at at the conference that's going to make everyone lose their shit. Ratchet & Clank 2, based off of the, the Ratchet & Clank Remake. Okay. Jack & Daxter Remake. That I, I or, would yes, I would enjoy that. <laughs> or and this one would be a it's a, a little bit of a stretch, but Sly uh Sly Fox Cooper or Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper, yeah. Uh Sly Cooper the thiefing fucking fo- well, I don't know. Uh, but a remake of that game or a redo of that game. They already have um, they already have two already gonna be showing off this year. It's gonna be Spyro, it's gonna be um Medieval, the 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 skeleton guy, uh, old PS1 game. That's being remade, so they have the quota. Well, for... it wasn't one of the three that I said, though. <laughs> I know, but they got their quota for old games they want to bring back remastered. So, I mean, they could throw another one in there. And my, my, honestly, my bet is on Jack and Daxter. Uh, uh, that's that's my bet. I hope, um, I hope you're right. I would love a Jack and Daxter remastered. I'd be dope. <laughs> well, they're also like, I have to imagine they're 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 shooting themselves in the foot. Well, not shoot foot, but I don't know. They're kicking themselves in the ass. For not somehow nailing down the rights, exclusive rights to fucking uh, um, Spyro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet they are. I bet they're kicking us up in the ass for that. Um, Thank you, Valer. Thievius Raccoonus. <laughs> Couldn't remember it. Right, right, right. All right, let's move on real quickly with other stuff on here is predicted. Uh, Nintendo will show Mother 3, Earthbound 2, Mother 3 HD, Mother 64 Re- Revisited. Uh, look, we nope. don't. I know. That's the first thing I said. Look, we don't know what Nintendo will do. The the place is a Fort Knox of game secrets. The company will definitely show Super Smash Brothers for Switch. It will most likely show Metro Prime 4. A Pokemon appearance of some kind seems fair to assume, considering the company has specially revealed two new entries and promised another in 2019. We could see the rumored Star Fox Grand Prix, which I think is fake. Uh, and the Switch is yet to host entries in Pikmin, Mario Party, Animal Crossing, Wave Race. Punch Out, Kid Icarus, and plenty of other Nintendo franchises. But frankly, when it comes to big surprises, we're stumped. It will never happen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like we're getting, we're gonna get a lot of, a lot of um, Mario Tennis because. Oh yeah, Mario Tennis get, is gonna be all over the place. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, huge <laughs> thing. Uh, we're also gonna get like I guarantee fucking to you. By the way, at the Treehouse event, you're gonna see like a few of the Mario characters in their tennis gear holding a racket especially mario yeah yeah but I'm, as I'm for the for fucking mother franchise are you kidding me we, no. they've been asking that for <laughs> they've been asking that for, that for years it's never gonna happen i it's mu- never gonna happen no as, as much as a lot of people want to believe it's gonna happen it's never gonna happen <laughs> it's, it's it's almost yeah. the same thing as me asking for a half-life 3 which i know would never happen <laughs> what we're probably gonna get is they're gonna they're gonna showcase a bunch of indie games that they're really proud of that are exclusive 
Um, and then they're going to showcase like new stuff for Mario Tennis. And then they're going to show a really rad trailer for Metroid Prime 4. Have somebody come out and talk about what they want to do and how it, it's just like how you remember on the GameCube. And it's not going to be because it's we're living a different age. So it's going to be a third person or first person shooter probably through and through as they play now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, we're going to get at some point, we're going to get another trailer for the Yoshi game coming out, probably with a title to it. Um, and then then the rest of it's going to be Smash. Yeah. They're going to keep it simple. They're going to keep it to what people are going to be there for. So um, I'll read this one last. I'll, I'll read this one last one real quickly. Um, I'll skip the other one, but this I clearly talked about already. Um, EA will make a case for forgiveness. Anthem, Madden, and Battlefield 5. Uh, Electronic Arts had a very bad year in 2017, which says something when they consider that EA has faced a decade of roughly pub uh, rough publicity, notoriously receiving back-to-back -back worst company in, in America awards 2012 and 2013. Last year, EA published the middling a messy Mass Effect uh, Automata potentially or Andromeda, potentially kneecapping the franchise, shutter popular development house. Uh, visceral game suspending development on the studio Star Wars game and pushed a controversial loot box business model to Need for Speed Payback on Star Wars Battlefront 2, inspiring online petitions and legal questions about the industry's uh, influential flotation with gaming me gambling mechanics. Um, so, are, so them going out and being and asking kind of in a way forgiveness or catering for more to the gamer crowd yes i think that they will do that absolutely that's going to be a huge crux of their entire show oh i think so too i think that yeah, it's, it's, yeah a lot of a lot of what they're going to do is basically like we hear you we understand the mistake that we made and we're we're going to apologize by explaining that battlefield 5 is dlc everything that's coming out for it is free you never have to spend a dime beyond spending the 60 dollars for it if you don't want to like that's going to be a huge fucking thing um, they're probably going to showcase something Star Wars related since they still own the IP. I think so too. Um, I, I think that. I don't they're... know if it'll be something for Battlefront Two or if it'll be a new game, but they're going to show something for it. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to get the fucking myriad of fucking sports games. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of curious. If, I'm curious what they're going to do with that. I mean, like last, I'm very certainly right. Like, it wasn't last year, but two years ago, they had Pele on stage talking for ten minutes about his history oh. which was just like why because <laughs> it it's because it's ea yeah it's, that's their that's their gig but yeah, yeah yeah they're big they're big thing they're big thing like it is every year they're they're sellers they're big fucking titles or it's it's going to be all about um their their sports line and battlefield 5 yeah um Agreed. a little bit Agreed. of a little bit sprinkled here and there maybe a new ip maybe something that we haven't seen but uh, some anthem for sure. Um, yeah, we'll see more. Anthem. I'm curious about that. Honestly, I want to see more anthem. I kind of want to see what yeah, it looks like. Yeah, I, I don't know how much anthem though, because with recent stuff, um, which we'll talk about in the in the after show, um, I don't know how much they're going to show. But yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, guys, it is time for your Overwatch minutes with Greg Deeds. But of course, we get to start off with showing the intro.
All right. There you go. It is. So my it is right. time. <laughs> yes, it is right. My life. Yeah, your life. Yeah, it is on to you. Anthony. Am I live? Am I? I'm gonna assume I'm live, guys. I'm gonna just start talking because <laughs> I can't hear anything now at this point. Um. <laughs> anyway, so uh, there's not a whole lot of news that came off Overwatch. Um, there really isn't a, a ton of uh, stuff other than the event started, the over the, the anniversary event, which I did talk about in the last podcast. Um, all the skins were leaked, so I've already talked about those. I have unlocked two of the new skins, Orissa's uh, and uh, Lucio's, and that's it so far. Um, but uh, it seems like prior to the event, this was really interesting, all of my loot boxes that I, that I earned had money in them, or like duplicates so I could earn money. And then when the event started, I started earning more stuff. I don't know if that if there's a, just a coincidence there or whatever. If it's not a coincidence, that's awesome. But regardless, um, the new map, which is in the video, right, wait, right here, right there. It's uh, Petra. It's um, it's based in Turkey, and there's a lot of lore on the map. A lot of like, there's some researchers within the. Um, Overwatch lore that have been doing some kind of, uh, I guess, excav excavation on the site itself. And apparently there's something that's going to lead from Petra, which is really interesting, but I'll wait for O'Nickel to come up with a video for that or whoever else. Um, other than that, guys, there's really not a whole lot. Uh, it's really nice to see a lot of these games come back. Um, I really enjoyed May, Ball, May Snowball Offensive. Um, Lucio Ball's okay. Uh, I liked it previously where you could still you could boop other Lucios, but now you can't, so it's just it's okay. Uh, there is the claymation thing, which god damn it, I keep doing that. There's the claymation <laughs> thing. Uh, that's really cool. So you go watch that. It's pretty rad. Yeah, guys, there's not a, there's not a lot of news for the over. Um, I, the, the Overwatch League is ending their, uh, this, this season here soon. I think this upcoming week's their last week before uh, full-on playoffs. So if you're into that, you can check that out. But other than that, that is it for the Overwatch event. Um, not Overwatch event, I'm sorry, Overwatch Minute. That is it for the Overwatch Minute. All right, well, there you have it. Uh, there's your Overwatch Minute with Greg Dietz. Quite literally, is that a minute? Is that less than a minute? <laughs> or might have been uh, a minute? Uh, it might have been a little bit more than a minute. I, there were, there's really nothing to talk about. <laughs> it was really just I feel nothing. Like, I feel like at one point, we're just going to have like you come on once. It's like, there's nothing to talk about. Overwatch is over. <laughs> like, I feel like it's going to happen at some point. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but thanks again, Greg, for your insight on that. Um, so... We are at the end portion of the podcast. Um, we got some other stuff we do want to talk about. It will be an after show, uh, which will be after this main podcast. But if you're just here for the main podcast, uh, that's kind of where it, it, yeah, where it ends. Uh, before we go, uh, Greg, where can I find you on the internet? Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at ChubRocky. Uh, that's usually where I post uh, or retweet things for anything that I'm doing. Um you can also uh, follow me on, uh, or sorry, you can follow the podcast that I do with my friend Insabaner76, who's in the chat. Uh, Josh is his name. 
Uh, what we do is it's uh, it's called All Keyed Up Podcast.com. I'm uh, Anthony off camera is doing something very strange. <laughs> um, but uh, what we do is we watch two shows in their entirety off of an internet streaming service, and then we just review, we discuss them, and then give our reviews. Um, we uh, <laughs> so last so this kind of sucks a little bit, but last week we were uh, we were scheduled to do an interview with um, Brian Volkweiss, the co or the creator of uh, Toys That Made Us. And um, that interview was supposed to happen Wednesday. His flight got got delayed. So then we had to have the interview on Thursday, which is the reason I was tired for uh, what's on tap. And um, unfortunately, something happened with XSplit and the, the, the conversation is just non-existent. So our interview was gone, which really fucking blows. But Josh and I salvaged it by having a conversation today and kind of recapping what happened. So so that'll be up eventually on the site. Um, but we will be back to true form on the 15th with uh, the new season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and uh, Arrested Development Season 5. Um, but if you're interested, if that sounds like something you're interested in, go check out allcuteuppodcast.com. All right. Awesome. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Defective Naruto. You can follow the work that we do at MissionStarPodcast.com. Actually, if you look below the stream, uh, we have a link that goes directly to our podcast. So if you enjoy this podcast and you want to listen more to it or check out older episodes, you can click on that link below underneath the stream. Um, also, speaking of which... Here we go. So if you enjoyed this podcast, we are live every Sunday night at this time, 8 p.m., 7.30. It's our pregame show for our weekly online podcast on our Twitch channel that we talk about video game news in the past week, uh, especially with E3 coming up. We are on various podcast services, including iTunes, Radio Public, Stitcher, as well as many other services out there. Just look up Mission Star Podcast. We are out there. Trust me. I've done a lot of things recently. <laughs> um uh, speaking of which, so we have a new episode of The Conover coming up pretty soon. Uh, it, is a, it is a podcast where we talk about our thoughts on conventions, on uh, things that we checked out, you know, good, bad, and, you know, should you go to this one or not. It is on the iTunes, Stitcher, Radio Public. Um, at the moment, it will be added to the other podcast services out there as well. But check out The Conover uh, on our website and, and the podcast services you see on the screen. Uh, give me a second here. If you enjoy entertainment, if you enjoy comic books, if you enjoy movies, a whole bit of everything, check out The Rolling Twenties. It is hosted by Jeremy Wilson, like you see on the, in the yellow, uh, every week, or mostly every week, uh, usually up by Fridays, is on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. Um, you can check them out called The Rolling Twenties Podcast, uh, and also on our website as well. Uh, where is it? Next slide. Oh, okay. Um, and last but not least, we have a movie podcast called Down in Front, where we talk about our thoughts on said movies. Um, we recently did our summer movie wager uh, this, uh, I want to say about a month ago, I want to say on this podcast, on the after show, where we talked about our thought, our predictions, what movie is going to be the best selling in the summer. Um, and it seems like, uh, it seems like it's pretty even right now. Like it seems like it's uh, definitely, uh, it seems like there's definitely been, uh, with the movies coming out, like they've been predicting as far as like how we did uh, it's been, I think, neck and neck, I think, roughly, per se. But uh, right now, uh, you definitely check it out. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, Radio Public, as well as other uh, podcast services in the near future, as well as on our website. 
But that is going to do it for our main show. Again, stick around if you want to ch- talk to us, you want to ask us questions. We are going to do our after show. We got some other stories we didn't talk about, which we'll, we'll, we will bring up um, in the after show. Um, and it's kind of like kind of shooting the shit pretty much. Uh, but if you're just here for the main podcast, if you're listening on the audio podcast, uh, thank you for listening. Um, we will we'll be back next week for sure. Well, actually, no. Next week's gonna be interesting. No, I was like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah next, week's, next week's all E3. So, more than likely, what I'll do is I'll just upload the audio reactions or audio podcast. I'm not quite sure on, on the whole details regarding that because of Twitch. So, you'll, ha- you'll hear something from us at some point. But we will be live more starting this Saturday um, on to next early ne- morning, next Tuesday, with our live reactions to E3, which I'm pretty excited for. With that being said, thank you very much. And we'll see you guys next time.